0: I won't ever understand My shorties be mad When all I wanna do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and
1: such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much
0: F-I-S-H-I-I-N Fishing 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 I don't feel right in the club I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footed some trout The fishes all tremble At the thought of me When I'm country
1: Coming up today We wrap up our conversation With John Williams The Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager Big deer meeting tonight At 6 o'clock at Bemidji City Hall We will continue discussing that And some of the challenges In getting people out hunting and fishing In this day and age this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. I'm continuing my conversation with the Northwest Regional Wildlife Manager, John Williams, about tonight's deer meeting at 6 o'clock at Bemidji City Hall, as well as deer hunting in general. Just like fishing, hunting is, is more than just going out and getting a deer. I mean, it's a whole social aspect. There's a whole family tradition aspect. I got a friend who's always complaining because the deer are always in his yard, but never at his hunting shack. I said, well, then maybe you should hunt. A little closer to home but that's where the shack is that's where we go you know it's there's a whole tradition thing
0: and, and it's and it's really a huge heritage in in minnesota so there's, there's some serious passion there really is and you know you bring up a good point about family heritage and things like this one of the things that we are concerned with is basically recruiting that younger generation in there and that's largely done with families passing that tradition on to the younger members of the family. This is going to be a good year for establishing that especially you know one of the things we heard of during the earlier listening session was uh, grandparents out there with uh, a grandson or granddaughter and they're not seeing any deer and that was a concern because they don't want to be the younger uh the grandchild does not want to be in the deer stand if they're not seeing any deer i don't think that's going to be a problem this year but you're right you know that hunting tradition uh it really can be almost a family reunion time and it is a it is a, a a real blessing I think. You know, one of them, I guess one of my favorite activities is after the hunt is uh, butchering deer with family and we have a nice music in the background and my job is to basically work on the quarters and another person is to slice it up for, for roast and the other person is to bag it in the vacuum cleaner or vacuum cleaner, the vacuum sealer. The sealer yeah. yeah. So it's just a fun time, you know. So yeah. It is. Yeah it, yeah. And it and it is really, really important in the state, isn't it? it is um you know we don't have a viable option for uh not hunting i would say um if they weren't hunted you know we'd have some concerns with higher than what we want deer populations and and uh taken to the extreme you know it could be very detrimental to the deer itself you know from that standpoint so hunting's a a very good uh very wholesome sport and uh, i would hope that people would come to learn and enjoy it if they choose not to hunt that's fine uh but come and understand it better if uh if if uh, would help so
1: when you talk about that next generation, are we seeing uh, a downturn as far as numbers go?
0: We are. I'm very sad to say that that we are and uh, it is quite a concern I, I think to us in in terms of just um, You know, much of hunting and fishing uh, basically uh, developed a stewardship for those resources, and and of course, uh, species that weren't hunted or fished for are also benefited by preserving the habitat um, that were basically come from hunting and fishermen who were concerned about less population. So, uh, there's a lot of reason to want to recruit into this um, field the new hunters and fishermen, and largely, I would say, just for the uh, increased use of the outdoors and what i've what i've come to believe and i think is true is if you don't have any interest in the outdoors if you have no interest in hunting or fishing or bird watching or looking for flowers in the spring or mushrooms you know when they're in season then you probably don't really are, are, are in tune with things to where if those habitats that support those things begin to diminish if you're not interested in doing something in those habitats they'll go without your notice and without concern it was in the late 1800s and early 1900s that people that um, began to notice that well there just wasn't as many deer in the landscape or there wasn't as many ducks or whatever that would be and and they begin to it was about that time that the the wildlife management fisheries management began to be important and people begin to study what, what what is it that makes a deer uh, live in this area, and what is it that is limiting him? So all that came out of the early 1900s and, of course, just developed through time it is right now. But I do think we're on a, a new cusp of a new day with, um, uh, I would say, less interest from our younger people in terms of the outdoors. Um, yeah, it's a, t- it's a very tough situation, I think.
1: There is so many things that I could just throw off the top of my head that are contributing to it. Some of them is beyond anybody's control, really but uh, some of it is uh, it, it is a changing world but uh, it's unfortunate because there's there's so much out there that is that's worth pursuing that way i mean when i was a kid um you know we did this and 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 it's just it's something that every kid should do i don't really know how how to explain it better than that
0: you know i don't know how to explain it better than that either it's just something that you know um even socially, where I grew up, and probably you, you too, Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was it was the norm to go hunting and fishing and stuff like that. So you'd get to school, and you know, you would talk about the one you saw or caught or or you know, harvested or something like that. And it was always a big bragging right things. And those things just kind of did that. And if your family was involved strongly with it, then it was a, a very strong tradition that you developed with with the family. So, um, and, and again, like I say, the the. The actual benefit of this to us all, and it's not just for the family that hunts or not hunts, the benefit is that we'll have these elements of our natural world uh, retained for the next generation. And uh, that's the real plus here, you know, Mm -hmm. as we get along with this. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
1: Welcome back. John Williams, my guest, talking about the challenges of getting people out deer hunting. You hear stats that the average person is not getting married till they're 30, which means they're having kids later. And if they're getting married later, it looks like they're going to have fewer
0: kids than years past. That all contributes to all of this. Yeah. And like you say, there's a lot of competition out there for a youngster's time these days, mm-hmm. you know. Um, one of the concerns that I have, and I'll just mention it, you know, there's, but we can go to half a dozen others, I suppose, is, you know, there's a lot of hunting shows on TV Mm -hmm. and a lot of them, you see that somebody has gone to some place and then, you know, they, they see a buck of a lifetime and in 30 minutes, you know, for the length of the show, they get to harvest their buck of a lifetime. So that becomes the norm for people to watch, uh, hunting. And that's their expectation, which, you know, if you're in the deer stand, you're not seeing a deer for, you know one every let's say day or something like that you're probably not going to be that interested if you're not meeting the norm and i think the norm that's shown on tv is you just can't do that's not right. the norm yeah. at all <laughs> <laughs> that is not yeah
1: you know i think the other thing is that uh, you know uh, you want to try to keep it and we talk about this uh,
0: with fishing guys as well you want to keep this affordable very definitely you know? absolutely yep and that's a concern for some families oh yeah, I, I would I think so. I still think deer's pretty much a bargain um, for what you get out of it, oh yeah, for what you put into it um, and you know the the marketing on hunting stuff is pretty crazy too if If you want a archery hunt. You know, uh, if you <laughs> this is this is the one that gets me. If you want to archery hunt and watch some of those shows, you not only have to have a top of the line bow, and they're able to match that. You have to have scent blocking clothes and special soap to wash your clothes in so they don't scent uh, stick around on it. You have to have range finding devices and all sorts of things that just improve your ability to do this. And it becomes when you when you get to pay the bill on that thing, it's just crazy. So when you look at maybe what we did, which is basically buy a a nice hunting bow, and then you went out and scouted, find your place, and you just did what you did. Um, you could get a deer like that pretty, pretty easily, and I still think you can. You don't need all that expensive stuff. Another one that concerns me is duck hunting. Um, you know, for what it costs to get into what I would call traditional duck hunting, which is let's say a boat, motor, and decoys, or something like that, you're talking a couple thousand bucks for a boat, motor, trailer to tow that with, you know, mm-hmm. decoys to put out. Um, that's a little bit of a hindrance to people if they want to do that kind of hunting. And, you know, uh, basically if your family has that, it's it's fine. You get used to doing that. That's what you'll want. But if you have to start out from scratch from that, um, pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, those are a lot of things we can't really control on a
0: short-term basis. But, yeah, it's something that has to be looked at, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I just wish people would just – this is difficult, but uh, it's more than just hunting. It's just, it's out there enjoying everything there is to be about that. One of the things about turkey hunting, you know, in the spring is that there's no other season in place at the time, and you get out at a time when wildflowers are blooming, mushrooms are up if you want to pick them. Uh, there's just other things to do that it, normally maybe you wouldn't be out in the woods to do. But it will give you that higher appreciation for some of the things that God's put on this good earth for us all to enjoy. So
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, tomorrow night, this meeting at the Bemidji City Hall at 6 o'clock is just
0: your chance to share your thoughts, right? That's share basically. your thoughts. Come. Let us know if um, uh, you have a specific. Deer permit area you want to talk about, if you think that the season that recommendation we have is, again, too liberal or too conservative, if you have concerns about uh, maybe deer uh, depredation or something like that or deer opportunities, there's a number of things like that that uh, anyone can bring up. It's just mm-hmm. basically kind of a open house, come, let's talk. So
1: you you basically just talk one-on-one with somebody. It's not
0: necessarily a uh, parliamentary procedure type of meeting? No, I think it's going to be fairly low-key from that standpoint, but we'll be there uh, for the couple hours that anybody wants to come by and, and just have a conversation with us. That's largely what these are designed to do. A lot about the DEER plan, uh, mm-hmm. c- the communication, is really just – Let's open up a better dialogue between the clients and and the DNR as we manage deer, and let's hear what you'd like to hear about what you would like to be seeing about our deer management and and opportunities or problems that you're seeing. All right.
1: Well, this will not be the last time we check in with John Williams as we're just getting into the various hunting seasons. I know we'll talk to him many times here in the fall. Uh, John Williams is the wildlife manager, the regional wildlife manager, out of the Northwest Office here in Bemidji. Thank you for taking time to stop in today, John. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Kevin. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Take good notes so you sound smart. Checking in with uh, Aaron Templin over at Destination Sporting Goods. Uh, Aaron, first of all, before we get into what's happening now, uh, let's get an update on how your first National Walleye Tour season went.
2: Uh, it came off of Devil's Lake. It was tough. Um, awesome pra- awesome practice, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, uh, just uh, got really tough during the tournament for me. Some things changed. Cold front came in. That never... Never does well on Devil's Lake, and that's just the way she goes. Off to the next one. Now we're on uh, heading up to Lake of the Woods. So okay, and the Lake of the Woods is absolutely on fire. They just had the Aim Weekend Series up there, the championship, and man, it was crazy. Lots and lots of big fish.
1: Yeah, that might be the one place left where the walleye bite's still strong.
2: Oh, extremely strong. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild to see some weights. I believe it was over ninety pounds for ten walleyes to win it. Gee so insane.
1: So uh, Devil's Lake, a little bit tough for you overall? How was your uh, first season on the tour?
2: Uh, Good, good, good. I've been having fun, that's for sure.
1: All right. Now, is Lake of the Woods, is that the championship, or is that just the final leg of the season?
2: That's the championship, yep, absolutely, so we'll see how how it goes up there. It's definitely, it's a weight tournament, so we only need one big one each day over 28 inches, and then you got to have those strong unders, those 19-inch ones, which is Kind of a fun game to play. You need the mixed bag of everything,
1: right? Yeah, tournament fishing for those who've never done it is a little different than just going out and getting your walleyes. It's a lot of thinking and a lot of strategy, and uh, you got to get those. You say those right weights.
2: Oh, absolutely, and timing. How much time do you put into each spot, and what can you get off of it? And then you need uh, old luck to shine on you, also.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Every sport needs that,
2: right? <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Well, Aaron, let's take a look at what's happening in the uh, in the area fishing scene. You know, uh, we'd had a really, really solid bite on Lake Bemidji lasting well into late July. But as August has uh, crept along here, it seems to have slowed down a bit.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yep, I, I definitely see the change happening. Uh, we're in that mid-little uh, mid flip-over time. We're going to get a week or two where things are going to get tough. It's definitely... Uh, definitely changing that's i I can see it i fished pretty much all last week and it was a lot of working slow really working for individual bites and uh picking them apart you know if i was throwing reaction baits that was the key i mean throwing jigging wraps and and ripping wraps and stuff like that and really kind of snapping them along but working through the the spot and the structure really slow and getting a lot of casts at specific fish was uh, definitely the answer.
1: This is not a real shock that this is happening this time of year, that's for sure. Um, but when we're going out there, what do we? What better we have in the boat with us?
2: Uh, for what are we talking, for live bait and everything? Yeah,
1: yeah, the whole bit.
2: You know, I this time of year, I always try to key in on bigger minnows. Um, if I'm going to work a specific pot of fish, I like to work a little bit deeper structure this time of year and really start picking apart uh, specific pods of fish. So they're going to group up in little fours and fives and, and stuff like that, and I will work those fish for as long as it takes me to get the recipe down. You know, I'll throw reaction baits at them. If they don't want those, I'll turn around and I'll soak big minnows on them and kind of just make real slow passes, keep doing turns on them and fighting through those bite windows.
1: Besides Lake of the Woods, uh, are you hearing any other good walleye bites?
2: You know, the turtle chain has actually been pumping out a lot of really nice fish, so um, that seems to not slow down. And, and then there is a solid crankbait bite out on Cass Lake that's been taken off, and, uh, I mean, fishing's still strong. You just need to find uh, what your best recipe is to put some fish in the boat and stick to it. You know, it's it's specific pods of fish and, and really uh, fine-tuning your techniques during this time of year.
1: And, of course, if you aren't... Set on walleyes, uh, you can fish pretty much everywhere and ha- find lots of action.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's northern Minnesota. It's the standard we talk about every week. Uh, I have get a lot of guys that are bass fishing and panfish fishing, and and they're having great success and having a blast.
1: Well, it definitely is the time to be bass fishing and panfish fishing uh, this time of year.
2: Yep, absolutely. I would agree 100%. Yeah, if the walleyes are, if you don't have all day to work on some walleyes and you just want to get some rod bending action and definitely look for Look for another species to target.
1: You know, we we got the new northern regs this year. You uh, take a lot more, and it was it was more liberalized. Has anybody been taking advantage of that? As far as you, you know, know?
2: I, I believe that they have. I really do, and and I hope that they do because with the new northern pike regs I I do believe that is going to make a stronger fishery for the future. And and guys should capitalize on on the new regs and moving some of those smaller smaller pike out of there, and we can get some trophy fisheries built back up
1: um so we the one we haven't talked about yet is the muskies absolutely what's happening uh,
2: i just spoke with my good friend steve nosbush he's a guy down on leech lake and uh he actually boated four yesterday oh wow so uh he said uh things are definitely heating up um he's got some great fish showing up and he said uh getting a lot of follows starting to get uh getting into the fall swing of things so that late summer fall times when the muskies really start turning up and ramping up and obviously they're getting going.
1: (laughs) Well that's uh, it's supposed to happen this time of year that's for sure. Um, It's it's been kind of a quiet year uh, from what I've been able to gather uh, until now.
2: Right absolutely. Uh, It's been weird I think I think they got affected from the, the fast temperature spike and kind of got to grind your way through the early part of the season and now we're on that home stretch and now it's time to capitalize
1: yeah well i heard of a who was it oh yes a friend of mine he's uh they were out walleye fishing and uh, got a 52 inch muskie so i know they're out there
2: oh yeah those happen quite often actually yep it's fun to hear those stories
1: well you know we always hear that we hear of muskie walleye guys getting big muskies we never hear muskie guys getting big walleyes though
2: right and that doesn't happen very often (laughs) but it does uh from time to time.
1: Well, and that's that is so exciting. I don't care what you're fishing for. If you get the chance to land something like that, that's uh, that's pretty amazing.
2: Yep, trophy fish. We've got them in our waters here, and it's uh, it's fun to see them.
1: Well, Aaron, how has things been in the first year for Destination Sporting Goods?
2: Good, good, really good. Yep, we're we're right into our archery stuff now. So everybody that's listening to this, I know we're on a fishing program, but the archery stuff's been just ramping up and going crazy. So that's uh that's just around the corner and we got fall fishing and custom crank baits and all sorts of stuff for your lead core and reaction baits and things like that and it's been uh been fun that's for sure
1: well yeah you mentioned the the uh, the archery and obviously you're you're an an outdoors store tell us about what all you you bring to the table as far as any of the outdoor activities
2: yeah absolutely no we're a We do, uh, we're a full service archery shop also, so it's mainly the fishing and the archery stuff, but uh, we are 100% a full service archery shop, and I don't think a lot of guys knew that uh, going in, but yeah, we will work on anything, set you up, and we are a Hoyt bow dealer, so um, all the little broadheads and arrows and releases and whatever you need, we uh, do it all in-house here, so it's a great opportunity to uh, see more of uh, the outdoors in the North Country here
1: okay now uh when does archery season start
2: uh that'll be right in september here we'll get going in september and the deer season will kick off and so guys are starting to tune bows up and get ready for that start september 15th
1: okay i forgive me for my ignorance but um so you you've got the the archery stuff you use for deer hunting is that basically the same stuff uh target archers use
2: uh, no, nope. the guys have a couple different setups. There's guys that run hunting setups for, for Target also, and then we do have an awesome archery club here in town, so that's a great opportunity to get out and shoot, and it, what a fun sport that actually is. Challenge yourself, and and it's all on you, that's for sure. So
1: And, and you uh, you work with those guys too, the the competitive archers?
2: Absolutely, the Bemidji Archery Club, absolutely.
1: Okay, so anybody who's into any aspect of archery, destination sporting guns can help them out, huh?
2: Yep, absolutely. We'll set you all the way up.
1: All right. Well, we're talking with Aaron Templin from Destination Sporting Goods. Yeah, he's kind of at a mixed bag now. We're still in the the heart of fishing, and of course, fall fishing is going to be great. And now we're into archery season as well, so he's going to be busy. Hey, Aaron, thanks for your time today, and good luck when you head
2: north to the Lake of the Woods. No problem. Thank you very much. The South Dakota
1: Stories, Volume 3.